Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Before I teach the Word of God, I would like to say something from my heart that the Lord reminded me when I got up here. I just want to be clear to all of you and you understand the calling of God in this church. The Lord spoke to me many times. I born again in the evangelical church and then I joined a Baptist church and then charismatic church speaking in tongue and now I am in revival in the fire of God. And one thing that I noticed that God has changed me so much in the fire is that He made me become less and less and less carnal or in the flesh and in the soulish realm. You know, our life has three parts, the physical, the soul or the mind, and the spirit. And if you read the scripture carefully, read about the life of Jesus Christ and the life of all the apostles in the early church in the book of Acts, you will notice one thing that all these people, Jesus, Paul, Peter, they were not walking in carnality or in the flesh. And they are not operating by the soulish level, in the mental level. They were operating in the spirit, the spiritual level. And because I have gone through life like this for 20 years, how long? 30 years now. I've been a Christian for 30 years. And I have seen the difference between being a Christian who look for nice seat, nice latte, nice movie in the church, nice people, you know, dressed nice, and everything soothed my physical need. When I was in that level, I was in a lot of sin because I tried to please my physical needs. But then I moved into the mental, the solace level, that everything planned, think with my head. I'm going to manipulate people, use my technique to do things. And it ended up a lot of problems. Until 15 years ago when the file of God touched me and he began to change me out of being in the flesh and being in carnality or in the soul, solid Christian, and begin to walk in the spirit, I'm happier. And more peace, more miracle happen. And God still blessed me and Pastor Da financially, materially, everything that we need. I want to share with you quickly. As long as I live and as long as I stay in this church, my goal is not to produce carnal Christians. You may not like it. It's too bad. My goal is not to produce solace Christians. That everything is about mental. Try to judge and think and manipulate people and use all the mental capacity to run their life or to live the Christian walk. We want to produce spiritual Christian, spiritual Christians. I pray that you will choose that direction instead of being a carnal Christian. That's why we try to avoid any possible program that try to soothe your flesh. Because if we do that all the time, 
we're going to produce people who are very carnal. Oh, nice thing to make my flesh feel good. I know this is against the trend in America. You know, nice program, nice everything, nice. But I believe it all my heart. If I produce carnal Christians, I sin against God, and I cause damage to your life in the long term. Maybe short term you like it, but in the long term you pay the price. If we produce spiritual Christians, one day when you get to heaven. One day, 20 years from now, after I and Pastor Da may be with the Lord or something, you will be thankful. Say that, I'm glad that my church, my pastor, trained me to be a person who walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Amen? I want to be clear to you. Hallelujah. Amen. We need that. Because, you know why? Because the Bible says that we need to become like Christ. And if we want to become like Christ, it means we need to be walking in the Spirit. Jesus is not affected by the physical realm. Amen. Paul, somebody offer him money. He doesn't care. Doesn't touch him. He is walking in obedience of the Spirit of the living God. But don't misunderstand. If you walk in the Spirit, God still bless you anyway. Let me read the Scripture so you understand what I'm talking about. It's not that we're going to miss the physical blessing. It's not that we're going to miss the mental blessing. In 3 John, in 3 John, I'm not preaching yet. I'm just talking from my heart. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Soul here means spirit. As your spirit strong and prosper, everything else come. Your health will come. Good health. Financial blessing will come. But if your spirit is in a mess because you are carnal, your life is controlled by the carnality and the, by the mental capacity, eventually you pay the price. Because that's how the devil is going to work through you. He works through the physical and through the mental. Amen? So we need to make our life, our spiritual life strong, walking in the spirit. So from now on, you need to understand that everything that happened in this church, that is the goal. It's the goal to make you strong in the spirit. Not try to make your flesh happy. So sometimes you may feel uncomfortable in the church because whatever in the spirit is going to crash against the flesh. The flesh won. Good. But the spirit needs to please the Lord. So it may crash and you have to make a choice. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians make a choice to go by with, with the flesh. Nice thing but they don't care about the spiritual life. Amen? I'm not talking to specifically anyone in this room. I just have to obey the Lord. The Lord told me to say this. I need to say it. Amen? Today, we would like to continue to learn about how to rule and reign in life. How many people have been blessed by this teaching about ruling and reigning? Amen. And we need to rule and reign in life. We need to speak to the situation. In Romans chapter 5, verse 17, 
I will review a little bit. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. The Bible says that when we try to please our flesh by sinning, disobeying God, living a life of rebellion against God, we're going to reap death. Death will come later on, and it may be sickness, it may be poverty, maybe curses, broken relationship that the heavens do not want us to have. God wants us to give life and want us to reign in this life. We can be an overcomer. We can have victory over the devil, over sickness and disease, and over all the things that hell want to offer to us. But what we need to do is to walk in the grace of God, abundant grace. And you know what the grace of God means? The Bible called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of grace. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the supernatural power to be able to do and to be what God wants us to be and to do. Let's go back to the original conversation that that's why I want you to be spiritual people. So that you can walk in the abundant grace. If you walk in the flesh, you will miss the grace of God, which come by the Holy Spirit. But if you follow the Holy Spirit, you obey the Holy Spirit, you walk by the Spirit, then the grace of God will be made manifest in your life. And the gift of righteousness as well. Do you know that God created Adam and Eve to rule and reign? And we can rule and reign. That is our call. That is our inheritance. That is our privilege as Christian that we can rule and reign in this life. Last time, we learned that Jesus ruled and reigned in his life. He commanded the fever to stop, and the fever stopped. He commanded the wind. He just said one word, be still, and the wind stopped. He commanded demon with one word, and demon have to go out. He spoke to the sick, and the sick got healed. He was ruling and reigning. He was not under the feet of the devil. And Jesus said that the work that I do, you shall do also. And greater work than this, you shall do. So in other words, as Christians filled with the Holy Spirit, we can do the same thing Jesus did as a man. Jesus was a man. He was God. But he came into the world as a man filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we can do the same thing. And I know that we need to grow in this area. It doesn't happen overnight. We keep hearing and learning and practicing. Last time we learned about the life of Paul. And I would like to review a little bit. In Acts 16, verse 16, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination, which is a spirit of fortune teller, met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And then verse 18. And this she did for many days. Everyone say many days. Did Paul know that this woman was possessed by the spirit of fortune telling? Yes, he did. He knew. 
Did Paul have the anointing to cast out demon the first day? Yes, he had the anointing. He has the faith to cast out demon, but he allowed this to happen for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, "I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her." And he came out that very hour. You notice that Paul did not kneel down and pray, "Oh Father, could you please take this demon out of her?" No. What did he do? He commanded. He exercised authority and dominion. He was ruling and reigning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He spoke only one word: "Come out." That demon come out from that woman. Why did Paul waited so many days before he cast that demon out? Because this is the principle. In order to walk by faith, in order to rule and reign successfully, in order to rule and reign, we need to have faith. In order to be able to have dominion and authority on earth here, we cannot separate ruling and reigning from being led. By the Holy Spirit, so for many days the Holy Spirit did not give the green light to Paul. So Paul kept quiet; he didn't say anything until, at the right moment, at the right time, the Holy Spirit say, "Go for it, cast the demon out." Then he did. So the principle is: we cannot successfully separate faith or ruling and reigning authority. From being led by the Spirit of God, I mentioned two Sundays ago that there are two extreme kinds of Christian. One extreme is on the ditch of doing nothing about their own life. They say that oh God is wonderful, He is all powerful, He can do whatever He wants. I just do nothing and wait for God to do His job. That is one ditch. The other ditch of the Christian is that I have authority. I can command in the name of Jesus anytime I want. I can. Jump up on the table in the restaurant and cast out demon in the restaurant anytime I want, and the people around look at this Christian and say he is not from that faith church, from that revival church, because the Holy Spirit did not tell him to jump up on the table and cast out demon in the restaurant, but he did it out of the top of his head, mental Christian, carnal Christian. I'm gonna show off right now. So I'm gonna jump up on the table and cast out demon carnality or mental. I just do whatever my mind tell me to do. We need to be led by the Spirit. Amen. So today we continue to study about the life of Paul. If I have time, I will go on into the life of Jesus and other servant in the Bible. If you read the whole Bible carefully, you will see that every man and every woman. Of God in the Bible, who exercise authority and walk in power, was led by the Spirit of God. They did not do things from the top of their head or from their carnality. They all were led by the Spirit of God. Everybody, and we need to do the same thing in this church. Amen. That's why I say from the beginning, I'm going to train you to be spiritual Christian, not carnal Christian. Not solid Christian. Acts chapter 19 verses 11 to 12. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. If you don't like the laying of a hand, you need to argue with the Bible because Paul lay hand a lot, and Jesus laid hand a lot. Jesus touched people all the time. He touched people. He lay hand, and Paul did the same thing. 
by the hands of Paul, miracle happened, so that even handkerchiefs and or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirit went out of them. In Acts chapter 19, Paul was ruling and reigning again. Paul was ruling and reigning. You notice that in the ministry, in the Bible, there are many ways that God allow His people to exercise authority, to move in the power and dominion in order to rule and reign in this life. One way is laying on of hand to impart the anointing of the Spirit into people's life. Another way is to speak. You speak and the anointing will get into that person. Amen? But in this situation, the Apostle Paul did not have to discern whether a person has any sickness or has any demon. But God used his cloth, the handkerchief and the apron. And whenever people touch that handkerchief or the apron or the cloth, let me change the word to cloth. When the person touched that cloth, the person get healed or get delivered from demon. What does it mean here? It means that the anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit can be stored up in a piece of cloth. And that piece of cloth can really transfer the anointing into the person that receives the miracle from God. A piece of cloth can store like a battery, the anointing. How many people remember the story in the book of Mark of a woman with the issue of blood? The Bible says that she was sick with bleeding for many years. And she just touched the hem or the edge of his garment. She did not even touch the body of Jesus or the skin of Jesus. She just touched the cloth, the garments. And the Bible says she felt the anointing run into her. And Jesus felt the power ran out of him. He fell and she felt. Both of them felt. And what happened? She was healed instantly. By her faith. So the cloth, the apron, or the garment can contain the anointing of a man who is anointed. Understand? And that can still happen today. That when you come closer to the man with the anointing, the anointing on that man can flow into you. Tangible anointing, the transferring of the anointing through the laying on of hand or to the cloth. Amen? I believe with all my heart that we are living closer to the end time than ever before. And I believe that God is cranking up the power on earth here, the end time harvest. In order to get the end time harvest, we need to have a lot of power and anointing and dominion and ruling and reigning. Amen? Like I mentioned about Thailand. Without the power, the witchcraft doctors and the, all those people who... Uh, not believing in Jesus will laugh at the church. What are you doing? We perform signs and wonders, but you don't have signs and wonders. I believe that God is cranking up the power today. To the point that one day, I believe, people just drive into the parking lot and they get healed. People just walk through the door, demon come out without laying on of hand. God is cranking up the power. That when you walk by to somebody, that person get healed. And God has to do that in order to save as many souls as He can. Amen? Are you ready? Are you ready to be used by God? 
And that's why God kept telling me, "Son, don't build carnal church. Don't build a mental church. You need to build a spiritual church, a church that follow the Holy Spirit only." Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because God gonna use those churches that walk by the Spirit to bring revival and the spiritual awakening to the city. Amen. And look at this situation. I mean, we're talking about ruling and reigning. We're talking about exercising authority. We talk about the spirit of God, the anointing. The spirit of God leads you and tell you what to do. Now we're gonna learn the bad lesson in this scripture that we should not do this. Acts chapter 19, verses 13 to 15. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves. To call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, "We exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches." Also, there were seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest. You need to understand these seven men were sons of a very prominent minister. He might have a big church at that time. He was a famous man, chief priest, big church, who did so. What did this mean? Did so. They came to a person with evil spirit and they used the formula in the name of Jesus whom Paul preached. Get out of there. They used the formula. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Verse 16 to 18. Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leap on them, overpower them, and prevail against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. You see that when Paul performed signs and wonder and miracle, preaching in the name of Jesus, casting out demons. The fear came upon the city, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds, mean their sinful deeds. People repented when they see the manifestation of the power of God. When Paul was ruling and reigning by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, what happened? People turned around and repented. Should we build a church that way, or should we build a church with nice program, nice music, people dress nice, with beautiful clothes up here, maybe short a little bit here, so people come and, ooh, ooh, good, oh, I feel good, I feel good. I don't see that in the Bible. I don't see carnal Christian in the Bible. I see only the manifestation of the Spirit of God in the Bible. Amen. That's why we are not going to lure you to this church. By having something that pleased your flesh, because I don't want to build carnal Christian in the church. Amen. What happened here that we learn in this story? That we learn about how to rule and reign. When you read about the seven sons of Sivas, we think about the word superstition. We think about the word mysticism. What does it mean? Superstition. It means that you do something supernaturally through formula. Through something that you think that is the answer or the key to the supernatural. Give you example, a formula that 
If I can speak in the name of Jesus, demon will listen to me. That is a formula. Or if you can buy a little bottle of water that come from the Dead Sea in Palestine, and you drink that water a little bit, you're going to be healthy and strong. That is superstition. If you can get a piece of wood from the cross that Jesus would hang on. Oh, demon cannot come into your house. If you have a big piece of cross on your neck, and you put that cross on the person with demon, the demon have to run away. That is superstition. Or send me fifty bucks. I will send you an anointed cloth that Pastor Lau lay hand on and pray for half an hour, and that cloth. Will make healing to you if you pay fifty bucks. That is mysticism or superstition. Our church will not practice that way. Amen. How we can rule and reign? We don't go with seven steps of success. We don't go by twelve principle of how to command the demon out of you. It's not about seven step and twelve steps. It's not even about memorizing scriptures. It's nothing wrong to memorize the scripture. In fact, the Pharisees memorize the scripture, but when Jesus show up, they want to kill him. So knowing the scripture is not enough. And I tell you the truth, that the meanest person in the world. That hate the anointing and hate the servant of God who move the anointing is religious Christian, who know all the scripture, and memorize the scripture upside down. You know who attack me the most in Thailand? Not Buddhist people. People who attack me the most in Thailand are pastor from churches that don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm serious. If they're mad at me, they watch this movie right now. They need to repent because. People who memorize the scripture can stab in your back. So, what is the key to be led by the Spirit of God? What is the key of ruling and reigning? Superstition, a piece of cloth, a piece of wood, the name of Jesus that you memorize, use as a formula. No, this is the key of being led by the Spirit and to rule and reign on earth. Here, Second Timothy chapter one verse twelve. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know. Everyone say no. no. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded. The key of walking in authority, the key of ruling and reigning, the key of speaking by the leading of the Holy Spirit is knowing your God. Is A continue fellowship with the living God. You know Him, and He knows you. You talk to Him all the time, and He talks to you all the time. You listen to Him, and He listens to you. You have a personal relationship with the Lord, and that's my goal of this church. That the members of this church will not come just to meet. Nice girl to get married. Have a great job, looking for connection. Nothing wrong about connection and have a good job. 
Don't take me wrong. It's nothing wrong to find a nice girl in the church and get married. It's nothing wrong. But is that all your purpose is the carnality in the church? You are in the wrong place because this church gonna train you to know God, to have a personal relationship with God, not through the formulas, not to memorizing scripture, not to use the seven step, ten steps. If somebody gonna sell you one thousand CDs, only fifty bucks. And that 1,000 CD tell you how to 100 steps be led by the Spirit. I'd recommend you don't buy it because it's not about how to. It's about knowing the Lord. It's about relationship with God. Paul can say in the name of Jesus, you go out because Paul knows the Lord. Jesus can do the same thing because Jesus have a deep fellowship with the Father. I'm going to show you the scripture in a few minutes here. And Jesus said before he left the world that I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I want you to have relationship with me. I want you to hear from me. I want you to walk with me. And how did he do that? What did he say in John chapter 14, 16 to 18? And I will ask the Father. He will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So Jesus said, in order to have that communion, relationship with the Father and with Jesus, he gives us the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can lead us and help us to know God. To understand Him. The Lord Jesus called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth. We need to know the truth. And the truth will set us free. John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit will bring to our remembrance what we read the Bible, we study the Bible, God talks to us. Sometimes we don't remember everything. But at the time that we need to do something, the Holy Spirit will talk to us and lead us and guide us. Amen? John 16, 13, 14. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into our truth. That's the reason why, again, I want our church to be spiritual Christian led by the Spirit, so that we will not be deceived by false prophets and false teachers in the end time. At the end time, come closer and closer, we're going to see more false prophets and false teachers. And the Holy Spirit will protect us with all the truth that He show us. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify Me. He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Again, you cannot be successful in ruling and reigning, walking in authority without being led by the Holy Spirit, without constant living fellowship and communion with the Spirit of the living God. He needs to lead you every single day, 24-7. Amen? How are you going to know what you should talk now. 
how are you gonna know whether you should say something now or hold back and shut your mouth and don't say anything? How are you gonna know what to do in each circumstance and each situation? How are you gonna know? Come from the top of your head? Come from your flesh? No. You know by being led by the Spirit of the Living God. Amen. How many people want to live that way? The way that Paul lived, the way that Jesus lived, led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. In our church, we don't want to produce baby Christians. What does it mean, baby Christian? 2 a.m. Pastor, what tie should I wear tomorrow? What kind of car should I buy? Tomorrow I'm going to go buy a car, Ford or Chevy. That is baby Christian. Yes, if you are a young believer, only a few months old Christian, I understand. We may have to pray and talk together. But you need to grow up to the point that you can hear the Spirit of God yourself. What kind of tie you're going to wear? What car you're going to buy? What house you're going to buy? Who are you going to marry to? I tell you the truth. If you can walk like that every single day, walk by the Spirit, you will save a lot of headaches. You will not lose a lot of money unnecessarily because the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and tell you what to do next step. Who should be your close friends? What should you say to your customer? When are you going to command this thing to happen? All of these things should be led by the Spirit of the living God. I noticed that one group of Christians are practicing this way. Okay, listen carefully. And it's happened in this city and other city too. A group of Christians will do this. You know, I know a lady. She is a prophet. She is so close to God. And if you want to know any answer, you go to her. And she will talk to God for us. She will tell us what to do. And the group of people will run to that prophet. And today I want to give you love offering. hundred bucks. Can you talk to God for us? What God want me to do in this situation? Should I stay in New Hope? Or should I go to that church? And the lady will start to, Hmm. Oh, the Lord says so. Thus say the Lord. You should get out of New Hope. Because they are too spiritual. That church has better program. Nice TV show. Nice on thing on the screen. Go up, get out of there. He lay hand too much. He's too much the file of God. Be careful. We should not practice that way. We are looking for fortune teller. In this church, we will not do that. If you come to ask me something, I will teach you the principle. I will ask you to talk to God, pray to God, and you ask God yourself. I'm not responsible for your decision. Amen? Because I'm not a fortune teller. My job is to train you to be close to the Holy Spirit and get to know Him. And one way to do it is to lay hand on you and get touched by the fire of God. Then you get close to the Holy Spirit yourself. Amen? How many people want to be baby Christian forever? No one. How many people want to live that way, being led by the Spirit every single day? We must grow spiritually to where God's guidance is so clear in our life. We can hear from Him night and day. We don't need to call the preacher at 2 a.m. We must learn to go to God directly. And sometimes God can give us good word 
to share and to encourage brothers and sisters. That's okay. But again, you need to go to God directly. Don't depend on a man because the man can say something wrong. People can give prophecy out of their tummy, not out of the spirit of God. You have to be careful living the Christian life that way, depending on somebody's prophecy. Thus say the Lord. Again, all the people in the Bible who move in authority and ruling and reigning, Jesus, David, Paul, Moses, Abraham, everybody. If you read the book of Psalm carefully, King David always say, Okay, Lord, what you want me to do in this situation? King David always asked the Lord. As I recall, one time he did not ask the Lord, and a mess happened to him when he was walking on the roof, and he saw a beautiful woman naked and showering. He did not ask the Lord, Lord, should I take her? He didn't. He said, Take her right now by the flesh. And you know what happened? Big mess in his family. Because he was walking by carnality at that time, but every time King David asked the Lord, "What should I do? Should I attack this enemy? Should I pull back? What should I do?" And God gave him direction. He always won the battle because he was led by the Spirit. Amen. So you cannot separate faith and ruling and reigning from being led by the Spirit of God. Don't say things out of your mouth from the top of your head. Do you know why we need to be led by the Spirit of God? Because God knows the level of our faith. If God knows that your faith is not there yet, He's not going to tell you to speak. You need to keep your mouth shut. Amen. God knows what is the best for you. Sometimes God may tell you, "Speak to it now; that sickness go away," and it goes away. So sometimes God knows that your faith is not there yet, and if you speak to that, it will not happen. He may say to you, "Go to see doctor." And get it fixed. You see my point. So God knows the level of our faith. Don't speak something without the anointing, without faith, and speak something out of your, the top of your head. But be led by the Spirit all the time. Hallelujah. I'm going to read a few scripture and I close because of the time. But I want to show you one person in the Bible who has such intimate relationship with the Father, and he. Is the best example of all, and we cannot go above him, because servant will not go above the master. And that person named the Lord Jesus Christ. He's such an example to us how to walk in faith, ruling and reigning in authority and dominion, and have victory in this life. Look at how Jesus lived on earth here. And if I don't finish, I will continue next time. Look at some scripture here. John chapter five verse seventeen. John five seventeen, but Jesus answered them, "My Father has been working until now, and I have been working." I will interpret this scripture for you. First of all, we can see here that Jesus always talk about the Father. Jesus always knew what the Father was doing. So it means Jesus really, really have that connection with the Father twenty four seven. He knew everything what the Father was doing. He was not talking about himself; he was talking about the Father relationship. And he said that I saw what the Father is doing, and I am doing the same thing. Are you following me? 
The father is doing something and he is doing something else. No, 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 no. He said, he is working. I'm working too. The same work right now. We are in continual connection and flowing together between I and the father. If you want to walk in authority, you need to have relationship with God and do what he say and what he tell you and what he shows you. Look at verse 18 to 20, John chapter 5. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most actually, I say to you, listen carefully, the son, mean Jesus, can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the father do, for whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. For the father loved the son, relationship, relationship, and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him, mean Jesus, he mean Jesus, greater works than this that you may marvel. Who? This is the key of his authority, ruling and reigning. He can stop the wind. He can cast out demons. He can command the tree. He can command the storm. What is the key? Deep living relationship. Fellowship with the Father. Jesus never took even any credit for even one miracle. One deliverance. One teaching. One speaking, one sermon, one message. He never took any credit at all. Everything he said, come from above. He heard what the Father say and preach. He preached likewise. He saw what the Father was doing. He was doing the same thing. Every single step of his life, every word that he says, that's why Jesus did not talk much. If you want to be a spiritual Christian, don't just, just talk, 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 talk from your flesh and from the top of your head. Sometimes you have to be quiet and listen to God. What God wants you to talk. You can avoid a lot of problems. You know that many divorces, many people lost jobs because what they say was wrong to the boss or to the spouse because they're not following the Holy Spirit. Amen. You say, Pastor, it sounds like you want me to get to the higher standard here. It's tough in this church. Pastor teaches us to walk in the Spirit. It's tough, but you can do it. Because Jesus said, you're going to become like me. Amen? The Father does the work through Him. Did He try to be humble? No, He didn't try to be humble. That was the reality. Jesus was doing everything according to what He heard, and according to what he saw. Did he exercise authority? Yes. He commanded fever to go away. He spoke to the storm and to the wave. He commanded demon to leave. Yes, he did. But everything he did, out of what he saw and what he heard from the Father. His relationship with the Father was so strong that he was able to sense and hear and see Everything the Father wants to say, to do, 
and to move. Can we get to that level one day? I believe we can, if we set the goal. I have to teach you high standard here. Amen. To live your life that way. How did Jesus see and hear what the Father said and did? It was true. Listen carefully, and I will close the sermon and continue next time. It was true. The constant, deep fellowship with the Father. He talked to the Father all the time. He listened to the Father all the time. You think it's going to be different for us on walking, ruling, reigning on earth here? No. If Jesus did that, we have to do the same thing. Why? I produce CD for you to listen. Because so that you can get the word of God in to know what the Father thinks. Why I like to lay hand on people? And I, every time I see the Holy Spirit touch people, I was so happy. Make my day. Why? Because I know that that will help them to really have relationship with Jesus and with the Father. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who take you to know God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Not pass allow. I'm human. I cannot take you to know God. Only the Holy Spirit. The more you are filled and touched by the Spirit, the more sensitivity you're going to have with the Lord. Amen? Actually, yesterday I came to the prayer meeting. And the Lord spoke to me one thing. He said to me, actually, revival service should be every Sunday morning. Not just Friday night. And I want to build my church that way. Where is in the Bible that says, sing three songs, preaching 15 minutes, and go home? I don't see that in the Bible. That's human. Actually, that's come from Roman Empire. When Christianity goes into the Roman Empire, the religion of Rome changed Christianity into sitting in a row. Have a priest preaching. After singing a few songs, preaching a few words, Everyone say, sing doxology and bye-bye. But when you look at the life of Jesus, he was preaching all day, all night, lay hand on people, touch people, teach, help people. His service is different from the Roman Christians. And now we are following the Roman Christian in the Western country. That's why we don't see much miracle in America. Because we create mental and solace and carnal Christians. We never allow Christians to be touched by God, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, walk in authority and power. I'm not looking down on other churches. Don't take me wrong. I just tell you the truth, what the Bible says. Amen? I'm not popular. It's okay. If people don't like this church, it's okay. I have to obey God. If it doesn't happen here, it will happen in another country that I want it. But I have to do what the Lord say to me. Amen. 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 I cannot live in the fear of man. Amen. If it's not popular here, this style, the style of the Holy Ghost, that's okay. People take their own choice. But I cannot follow the Lord. Amen. How many people want to see like the book of Acts church? 
How many people want to be the kind of Christian like the Bible says here? Paul and Peter and Jesus. We need to go the right direction. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray that you will choose to be spiritual Christian and walk in the Spirit. Amen. You know, part of the preaching is correction. Preaching is not only telling you the truth, but correction. Lately, I don't know why God gave me a lot of this correction because the church need correction, need to change their mindset according to the word. Actually, this is prophetic. I never call myself prophet, but this is prophetic. I think God is warning the church to go the right direction. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just take off the old tradition. Let's go with the Bible. What the Bible say? What the Bible want to do? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us the way to live on earth here as kings, ruling and reigning in this life. We saw that in the Bible. We saw in the life of Jesus Christ, in the life of King David, in the life of Paul. And other disciples in the early church. Lord, we are not going to dilute the message to please people, but we want to see the end time army of God, Christians who know how to exercise the authority by faith and be led by the Spirit of the Living God, have a deep communion and relationship with you, Father. They know who they are, and they know who their God is. They will be able to say, like the Apostle Paul, "I know Him, and I am persuaded." And you can say the same thing. You know us because we have a deep fellowship and relationship with one another. Lord, Lord help us not to produce baby Christians. In this house, every new believer that come in will grow and become strong in their faith, in their spiritual walk. Father, we thank you, Lord. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's give hand to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm gonna spend some time praying for people. Rie, can you tell people the blessing? Rie, Doctor Rie, can you tell people the blessing after you got touched by the fire of God? Can you come and share with people quickly? One minute. Rie is a physician from from Japan. Her church does never see this kind of thing, but now she's hungry. She wants to hear, and she wants to be touched by God. What happened to you in the past few weeks when God touched you? Yes, what change happened to you? You've been a Christian for a long time, and now t w e l v years. Tell people the Holy Spirit touched you, and you can stop thinking, not thinking about God. You cannot stop thinking about God all day long. Really, literally, I, 
I'm here for taking an exam for medical board. And then while I'm studying, God always touches me while, while I'm studying. She began to laugh and cry. Yeah, and then even outside of the um, house, like when I'm studying at the cafe, God still touches me. Like, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> like, God, stop! Right now I'm outside of the house and I, I can't l i k And is it good? Feels so good and can't stop. She emailed me say that is this a normal for Christian to be like this? I say that this is normal. This is normal. Fall in love with God, on fire for God. This is normal for Christian. And it's done only by the Holy Spirit. What happened to you Friday night? You are the last one get out of this room at midnight. I look at look at the clock. Midnight. She's still drunk here. What happened to you Friday night? In the revival service, no, really, something really kept coughing. Kept coughing, so demon come out of you. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought it was asthma because I have asthma, but <laughs> it's not asthma. Say, it's not asthma. <laughs> so that night, God touched her, and she kept. Coughing and coughing, demons come out of her. A lot, many, many of them. And you feel better now? Yeah. Feel more free? Yeah. And then yesterday, when I was studying, um, when I was studying, I, I, I start crying because I really want to go to heaven to meet him so badly. <laughs> I was so surprised, and I tried to hold back up, but my sister came into me. What happened? What, what are you crying? And then I start like crying again because I I w a n t I want to meet him so bad. Amen. God touched you. You fall in love with him. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. We need to bring this to Japan. Her mom. I tell you story a little bit. They came to my house on Monday. The mom came from Japan. While we are talking to the mom to be filled with the Holy Spirit, her sister start to get drunk on the floor. We didn't even have the service, no worship. Get drunk and demon come out of her. And when we lay hand on the mom, she was speaking in tongue. And when she get into the car, she's still speaking in tongue. So I pray that Japan will see the move of God. They need the joy of the Lord. They need the revival. Amen. I like to fly to Japan. I and Pastor Dave will go. We used to study some Japanese language, but I gave up because it's we stopped. We have to come back and study again the Japanese word. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people like to go to Japan? We like to go to Japan to bring the fire of God to Japan. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On the way to Japan, we stop at Hawaii. <laughs> you raise hand. Stop in Waikiki Beach. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, touch people today, Lord. People who are hungry, help them, Lord, to be sensitive to you, like Jesus Christ. That one day they will say, they see. You, what you doing, and we do the same thing. They hear what you saying, and they say the same thing, Father. By your fire, by the Holy Ghost, Lord, 
they will glorify you and know you more, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I live to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son. Bring me your tired, you said. Bring me your weak. Bring me your hungry masses. We seek your Your glory.